Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. You, you looking kind of, kind of blingy today, P. What's up? Oh man, my neck hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to Woody. Hey, shout uh, out to Woody. She said I need some accessories for my ED, so she sent me some shit. I need some accessories. I need some accessories too, if that's how they come. I'm trying to get used to having neck, neck stuff on my neck because I don't really, I haven't worn chains, so I'll just be wearing them. You was a chain guy. She kept thinking I had a chain. I'm like, I'm just a watch. KB is the one that had the chain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she sent me some. I'm going to have to tell I lost my chain or something. I need I need me a nice little Cuban link, you know? <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. iced out. Am I wearing a big one? Yeah, I'm wearing a big one. I, I, I got it. I got a few on. I'm just wearing it too. It's a light day today. Oh, y'all hear him? I got a, free, a few on. Oh, snap. <laughs> you know, big money shit. Nah, I'm just joking. The, the HOH check. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doing today. Derek, what's up, bro? Great. You know, but I'm 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 kind of a little nervous to go plow out my cars. I heard that all cars are like covered in snow. It's like a foot of snow around all these cars. Mm. Yeah, my girl was stuck. But I think well, you should be good. You should be good. You got like a truck type car thing. Yeah, true. Is your beam is your beans good in the snow? Is my what? No, you you got a beamer. You got a beamer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah my no, correct. I, no problem. My shit get right in and right out. Mm. I got a I got a I got a biggie thing. I ain't got no little no little bitch ass beamer. Yeah, true. But you know what's funny? Speaking of you not knowing like my car or kinda knowing. We pass each other on the back road all the time, and you never know that it's me. But I always know it's you. I honk and everything, and your head. For some reason, you always doing some shit when you driving. Every time I pass you, <laughs> you like doing this and type of shit. I be honking the horn, trying to get your attention real quick, and you always like confused looking. No, nah, because it's so many like BMWs in the area, so like I don't really recognize you all the time right away. Like no, this I, area is full of BMWs. I understand, but when <laughs> I honk. Cause when we like we literally pass each other on this back road that will take you to hands down south. Yeah. So I'll be I'll see you from a distance and I know it's you. Sometimes I I you right because your car popular too. Sometimes I think it's you and it ain't you. But I uh, 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 your ass beat. Uh, <laughs> not even looking at who honking. You just looking at something in the car like you look confused every time you driving. I remember no. one time I chased you down when we was on King, uh, Kingery. You was going to work out. I, I got next to you. Still, this motherfucker, look, y'all, I'm on the side of this nigga trying to do everything to get his attention. Still just listen to music at the light, doing a little, all of this, whatever. Then he just driving. And he, every time he going to make a lane, <laughs> and he look just confused. Like, I'm like, what the fuck going on? <laughs> it took forever for him to notice. My bad, bro. Let me keep my eye out for you. Yeah. Y'all might as well just share location so he can just check and see where you at at all time. I don't want to know where Derek at, man. <laughs> <laughs> Derek he might pull up on me. He going to be on some freaky shit. I <laughs> can't black him. Fuck you, man. That boy, <laughs> boy going to be at a brothel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, mom. Mike, what's, what up? What's up with you, Mike? I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm excited to talk basketball, but hey, I got some funny ass comments, though. Oh yeah, this, let's do that. This one I thought was funny, and this one, Derek, is specifically for you. I think I read this one. <laughs> I, I, y'all, we don't even got to talk about it much, but this is from Tiana Trump. She says, "Who broke Derek's heart, bro?" 
And I just want to let you know that was in the comments, emails. I don't know if you've seen that, but I did not see that one. What does that have to do with anything? They because we talked about your we were talking we started talking about girls at the end of the at oh, the of the and we talked about we we were we were single again. So she's asking who broke your heart, but I'm Tiana. It's Tiana. It's Trump, Tiana though. Trump, bro. It's you made Tiana Trump though. Hey, Tiana, you could DM me at any time. You <laughs> could talk about it. I'll fly you out too. Oh man, this man here, this man here is crazy. That's the funniest skit because females will fly motherfucker out just to talk. <laughs> Get Tiana Trump on the pod. Right, right. Yeah, so she like, hey, I'm here. And he like, no, yeah, what's up? Like, <laughs> he like, why you why you come naked? Why you come in a trench coat with no clothes on? You know it's cold in Chicago. <laughs> Let's go get you some clothes. <laughs> What's the next one, Mike? Next one comes from Terrell Melville, who says, if Jazz are in the East, they are finals guaranteed. I want to see how many of y'all agree. Nothing is guaranteed. The mm. best teams in the league right now, the Lakers are the best team in the league. They ain't no goddamn guarantee. There's no such thing as a guarantee in the in the world of sports. Yeah, no, I wouldn't guarantee it at all. I'm not really into those anyway, because they're not in the East. So, what are we talking about? If the Mavericks were in the East, they damn near be fighting for home court advantage, and they're not in the playoffs right now. The West, so <laughs> like literally, like if the yeah. Knicks were in the West, they they would be a bottom feeder. Yeah, like we could literally just do that all day. So it's not the shit on his question, but it's like, like and then like what KB said, it's not it's like, you know what I mean? So and it was still to go through Philly or the Bucks. So do you really take them over them too? I don't know. Uh, I mean. In seven games, I mean, if you can say we won about the Nets, they still have those that three-headed and monster. In the Nets, and the Nets, yep. In a seven-game series, so. Um, yeah, I've just never been really a big fan of the whole, if this team was over here, because mm -hmm. they're not, so. So let's just open it up then. Let's just have no conferences. Fuck it. Guess the top 16 teams, seed them out that way. Let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, maybe one time. I wouldn't mind it one time. It seemed like Adam Silva and the NBA just doing shit on the fly anyway. It seemed like every day we got new news that we didn't have. Oh, we're doing the skills competition before the game. We're doing the dunk contest during the all do, do, at halftime. It's like they just making shit up on the fly. Like even even last year, um, one thing that they made up on the fly that was also amazing was the All Star shit. Right? The um the what was it? Score twenty four points. Oh, you know yeah. for Kobe. Um, that was the best thing about All Star Game in recent history. So, they've been doing things like like right now. The play in thing is a one year thing. They'll see how it goes. If it goes well, then they'll keep it. If it goes if it's whacked, then they'll go back to the old format. Let's just keep changing shit until we find out something that's just like beautiful, perfect. So no conferences. I, I wouldn't mind experimenting. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to experimenting with it. Um, the only problem is like our teams won't make the playoffs ever. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like. <laughs> It's gonna be so many teams that just won't make it. And then what if it's just like all West? You know what I mean? Like that yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, if that's the best problem, though. All West because the Timberwolves and things. But you know what I mean? Majority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hey, it's gonna put pressure on the East to get better. They gotta come out and they gotta show out. But then again, I, I'm trying to think about like TV ratings and stuff. And it is if it is just all one conference, then like the whole Eastern side of the world ain't gonna watch because why would I stay up to ten o'clock to watch the teams I'm not invested in? You know. You wouldn't even, yeah, you wouldn't even be able to schedule it because that's that's how TNT and, and ESPN do their games, if I'm not mistaken. Like the East Coast game is at 7, and then we'll get a Clippers-Warriors game at 1030. 
Yeah. It was late. Yeah. So if you had all West games, that shit, yeah, all of them would come on as like he left. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like logistical shit too. Like, they, they, this is the main reason why Adam Silver and them haven't done it is because like, what if you get Brooklyn Nets versus Lakers in the first round and now they got to do that six-hour flight a couple times in a seven-game series? God forbid it goes seven games. So you got what? How many flights is that? Five flights? It's just like... Stuff like that. But if we live in a fictional world, like I've done that in 2K once, twice, three times. That shit is just fun to just have the top 16 teams just go at it. Because then like every series feels valuable. Mm-hmm. You no, can't say yeah, the I same. I think that's also another thing. Every series is not supposed to feel valuable. You don't think so? I'm, I'm a one seed. I'm supposed to be able to play deep meals one-on-one first because he's the easiest. Mm. I'm the best. I'm, if it was all, if there was no conference, though, it, is, it would be the one through sixteen, though. So you'd still be facing like oh, the weakest team. That is true, but the weakest the team right now, it would be Jazz. Jazz versus Heat. No, no, that is way off. No, um, I can't, I can't do math right now. It would still, it would be Jazz versus somebody good. But from a viewer perspective, that would be fun. Uh, maybe not from like the Jazz perspective because they'd have to go against every round. You're going against it's a dog fight. It's a dog fight. When in the first round in NBA history, you typically a buy for the one to two seeds. Yeah. Uh, I got two more quick questions. We might actually we're probably gonna get into this later, but uh, Mason Martinez says with those John Collin trade rumors, he he wants to basically just say, well, OKC with the capital that OKC has, he might be the perfect fit for them. I don't know if that's what the Atlanta Hawks are looking for. Exactly. Yeah, they're Which, not trying to get rid of him. They're trying to get better. Yeah, they're trying to get value for him. I mean, I, first round picks are valuable, but this is also a team that spent a shit ton of money to get Gallinari, a shit ton of money to get Bogdanovich. They're like, they're like, let's play off run now and just getting a bunch of first round picks don't really help them there. So I think I think in Sean's report it was like young star plus picks. That's not star, but young asset plus picks. Um, is what they're looking for. And yes, OKC has a ton of picks, but are you trading Darius Baisley for the John Darius Baisley and picks for John Collins? Or if you're the Atlanta Hawks, you accept that trade anyway? No, nah, I would just keep John Collins probably. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of different trades out there. A lot of three team trades dealing with John Collins ended up in different places. Um, one of them being something weird for the Detroit Pistons. Trying to get because with the Blake Griffin news that we'll talk about a little bit later, um, he's sitting out for the rest of the season. So they had like Blake Griffin going back to OKC, um, OKC getting some picks and stuff, and they had like John Collins going to Detroit and Jeremy Grant going to Atlanta. And I'm like, the Pistons aren't trading Jeremy Grant right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, not not after what he's doing. It would feel it would feel just weird. Yeah, especially with them just receiving John Collins. Right. Um, he also has a relationship with uh. Um, Weaver, the guy who was their the general manager, so he came for a specific reason. So I don't think they're just popping him off like that. Yeah. Um. You know. So the John Collins thing is gonna be interesting. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm all with KBC. I don't think that the Hawks are trying to trade him for what the Thunder have, unless they want Al Horford a reunion with Big mm. Al. <laughs> um. Last one is Luke Black, who says Mike Fenerell Kenny on God. Now we can get back. Now we can get. I did. I did. I did see that comment, and I was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" He know what he's talking about, man. I ain't seen no. Does he though? Detective right though. Let's let's be honest. Does he though? Hey, I got a question for Kenny. Uh What would it look like 
for D Mills versus Mike at the line. Like D, Mike ain't even Mike. I don't even think you blowing past D Mills. No, D D Mills is faster than we than you probably give him credit for. You think um, he's faster than Mike? I yes. think I'm a close friend. I am. Yeah, I think he is too. Mike, what you think? Right now, he probably could beat me in a sprint, man. It's been a little minute. Since so I how – if he can beat you in a sprint, why would you think you can beat me off the – I'm not talking about this again. That's just a stupid. I, I can use my body on you. You're just a little too small, man. You're gonna, if you're going to use your body five yards out of the line of scrimmage, that's a pass interference, interference motherfucker. You're not you're no, not a D line, man. I'm I mean, talking about when I'm going up for this case. You're not catching the ball over me. You're out your fucking mind, we, Michael. We gonna see. All I need is that look, bro. That you got look. that. Yeah, that's all the vertical you got. Go. That's all the vertical you hey, have. Hey, all it takes is for me to just extend that. I'm making one hand catches. I'm making one hand. Catches. I've seen your hands, bro. You're you're not making. No. You always say I see your hands, but I don't drop passes like. Do that. this. Look at that fucking baseball mitt. You're not catching a football with that thing, bro. I'm sorry. Well, you crazy. Man. Hey, I don't. You and Derek do got a lot of drop passes in our basketball games. Derek is number one, though. He's number okay. one. Okay. I think there's a. I think there's Derek a was, but Derek's excuse is he was an O lineman back in the day, so he don't. He didn't really need hands like that. Hey, I He's would just, love to line up against you. We could make that a little. little girl, thing. No, through, no, the, through the Why YouTube video coming soon. Through the Why YouTube channel coming soon. That's it. Up against me. That's it. Let's set that up, man. I think I can burn you off the line. Uh oh. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll keep That's it. A, we'll make it a whole series. This is why you can't give people a slight credit because they take an answer and they take a mile with it. You can burn me off of off the line. You can burn me. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you and Mike yeah, are just stupid. Like literally, <laughs> you can't burn fucking rubber, motherfucker. Now you can just burn me. We'll see. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Let's get in, let's get into some real basketball talk. Um, we had a couple high profile injuries happen, um, over the past week. First one being Anthony Davis, and second one, well, I guess Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant both being out for multiple weeks for different reasons. Mike Lakers fan, how you feeling about the Anthony Davis injury? He gonna play it down. No, I mean, I I'm just glad he's gonna be sitting out, and they they already determined, and I'm pretty sure everybody in the Lakers know that he's gonna be out for. At least a couple of weeks, and hopefully more. I, I would say I want to see him literally get to where he he's completely healthy before he's just like you know. I don't want him it to be nagging. He's just like oh they need me to go play out there. Let me do that. We've seen that too many times with players like Kevin Durant, where it's just like you might as well wait for the full health, you know, for the, from the injury for you to go out there to play. But I think the the Lakers are gonna be fine. I think it's just they needed that that game planner without him to be you know more prepared to win. What is fine to you when you say the Lakers are going to be fine? I think that they're still going to remain a top three, top four seed in the West. Is that good enough? I think it's at the end of the day, I, the Lakers are going to be a top seed, but it, it really don't matter if if they in the playoffs, they going they going to be they going to do damage. Okay. Nobody's trying to go against them in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, anybody else? I don't. I I never know how to even talk about injuries because it's a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like. And he will be back. It's not like it's a season-ending injury. We'll see his ass back in like a month at the at the latest is what I saw. Um, but it still could be one of those nagging things at the end of the day. It is Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that they actually decided him. Because like how Mike said, with Kevin Durant in the playoffs, we saw him have that injury. Then all of a sudden now he tore some killers. Mm-hmm. So take the bright precautions, let him rest, and just let that shit heal completely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, he but like prior to this happening and everything, he said that it was already nagging him. He was just kind of it was one of those scenes that he felt that he had to kind of play through and it was going to get stronger. But like I said, at this point, you might have to wait till it's like all the way good because you want to be as careful as you can with Anthony Davis. No facts. Um, I, I yeah, I agree. I think you just sit them out now. Like Mike said, no matter where they end the playoffs, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with, so they don't have to um, throw him out there in any condition where he can, you know, mess himself up. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just wondering how these Achilles things turn into calf strains. Hey, the human body is a crazy thing, bro. I don't, I don't understand any of it. I just take it for what it is. And that's why I was confused because he was, he was telling people he's like, yeah, it's. It's my Achilles, but it's not my Achilles. It's like something in that area or something. So it's like, regardless, it's by that Achilles. So you got to be careful regardless of whatever it, whatever it is. No, exactly. That's why I mentioned that because I believe Kevin Durant's initial diagnosis was like a calf strain. Yeah. But obviously, the boom was the Achilles. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're all treating it as an Achilles because we see that the calf and the Achilles Achilles are like a marriage. Mm-hmm. So if something is wrong with your calf, the next thing, if you try to play through it or put too much stress on it, could be the Achilles. That's what I took from the Kevin Durant. Maybe it had always been the Achilles, but they didn't want to announce that to the world in the NBA Finals. I'm not sure. Like Kentrell said, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know the body like that. But I just remember that being like, damn, we looked and we saw like, damn, everybody's initial reaction was like, the KD tears Achilles? And then it came out like, oh, calf strain, we're going to see day to day. And this is the same thing. It was like uh, Anthony Davis thing was like soreness, Achilles soreness. And then when we when they announced the big time that he would miss, it was like calf strain. Mm. So it was like, I don't really know how it'd be Achilles to calf, calf, Achilles. But I do know it's like Mike said, they're tied in one way or another. That motherfucker is very close to it, so treat it like it is. And um, I hope they don't play him no more. Like, all-star break. After there's no all-star. reason. Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you got LeBron. LeBron can definitely carry you through this next month easily. Like, LeBron's going to be easy. got to chill on him, though. We don't want his Achilles to start. I know. Yeah, he's been, he been playing big minutes recently, too, especially yeah. with those overtime games. It's, mm-hmm. it's not amazing. It's not amazing. That, yeah. That's the only thing. I want I want him to sit out, you know, some games and some of those like weaker teams. You know, I'm thinking that maybe he do sit out and we could get one of those big ass Cal Kuzma games or something like that. It's tough when you're down twenty to two to the, the Memphis. Really? Yeah, facts. That bro, for real. Regardless of how bad a team is, y'all seem to struggle with the bad team. Yeah, not that they're a bad team, but they're not that. That would be a team that I would think you would want him to sit out against. No, nah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing that all year with the team. It's just like we don't play in that first quarter or half or whatever, but. I think it goes back to what I said. Like, the Lakers, they just kind of going through the motion, especially in that first quarter. And other teams, they look at it like, damn, we playing a defendant chance. We got to go at their next, like, straight out the gate. So I always see that that kind of happening. But, you know, they the Lakers always kind of pull it back through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have some other big news. Two players on the same day are sitting until they can find trade partners. The first one being uh, Andre Drummond with the Cavaliers, which is – I was going to say messing up my fantasy team, but nobody cares about fantasy because of coronavirus. Um, and then the second one being Blake Griffin. Both of them looking to be dealt, and they're just at the crib now. And and that led to Draymond Green. I hope y'all saw that Draymond Green interview or post-game interview that was, that was really fucking good. Um, and I, I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear your opinions on this whole thing. Did, did y'all hear? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, listened to it. I listened to it twice, actually, because it was that good. 
He was speaking. He was speaking. Yeah, I, I listened to it twice too, Lee Mills. Um, yeah, I, I think everything he said was facts. Um, and that's just not even basketball. That's just sports in general. Like, um, even with like this player empowerment movement we've seen over the last, like our generation, our decade, like LeBron and them ushered that in. They're still, it's still not even close to like compared to what the team could do. And that's conversation that always happened. Like, if a player requests a trade, it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like they even get fined for it, but a team can trade you whenever they want to. A team can release you, but you can't, you can't, you can't release yourself, but they can release you. You know what I mean? Um, and then it's like the, the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know, where they can do something and there's no problem. Like hypocritical. Yeah. So it's like that, that's just, that that's home run out of the park. You know, why Draymond Green decided to say it at this time, I guess because he said he saw Drummond or whatever. Yeah. They, yeah, they played against the Cavs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but it should have been said, you know, and it should continue to be said. Uh, the, the question is, what do you do to change it? And maybe one of those things where you can't really do anything to change it because uh, there's been so much, so many years of letting teams have the full control um, that it's kind of became regular. You know what I mean? Like this is something that's just now for the first time, somebody is speaking up on it like, like this. And it's kind of like, we've always had these discussions. We've all like, I remember us on a podcast we've never dove deep into it, but we've had different discussions on like, man, a team can do this, but a player can't do it. Like we've, we've, we've had plenty of those conversations, but it's kind of just like, uh, that's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's why you got to love Draymond because he's just that unfiltered guy. He's going to come out, he's going to say exactly what he means. He don't keep it a buck with the whole world, honestly, on what the situation is. So he came out, he let us know how the league do players wrong. He see the, he see the hypocrisy. And I feel like it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. We never really – I've never really looked at it that way until he started talking about it, honestly. Like, he even opened my eyes to it a little bit more because I never really paid attention to how teams were released statements saying, like, oh, we're about to trade him so he's just going to sit. Well, even like how he brought the Harrison Barnes and Boogie thing, like I, I looked at it wrong, but I was like, oh shit. Like the players couldn't have just got up and left off the bench, but the league can come and take them off the bench. Like, yeah, that's, it's all crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, well, what y'all was saying, it is what it is. And it, it always brings back like the harsh reality of the, of the NBA, which is like, at the end of the day, it's still a business. It's going to do whatever it has to do, kind of like protect his assets and everything. And it, it's kind of like, a little bit counterintuitive because you want you want that relationship to be like you want it to be different you want to be especially like you said it's became tradition you want to be innovative especially in this like this this type of time but it's just a harsh reality of the league yeah I, Dre, do y'all think he gets fined for it i think he uh, they they always find a reason to find him whether it's a you know a damn tech because that that would literally like just just make his point even greater if they were like here you got a twenty thousand dollar fine for that three minute speech you you gave um i think kind of i think they kind of will but in all honesty i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't because like you said it would kind of be like oh yeah he was right mm-hmm. yeah i probably i probably say that they won't just because if they did he'd be able to be like see see what i mean um, <laughs> but it but back like it's protocol man I mean, he makes so many good points with it, though, because because um, Blake Griffin's a, a little different case. But like Drummond is still playing like good basketball. Yeah, he sucks, but he's still good. Drummond is like the only player in the league that it sucks, but is also good at basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like like he, he can do so many good things, but he's also a center that shoots 30 percent. 
he just he just do a lot of wild shit. But he he's he can contribute at the end of the day. And at the moment, uh, the Cavs are on an eight game losing streak after lighting it up for the first couple months. So or the first month or so. So he can help them. But I mean, I, if you really think about it, you could have kind of saw this coming when they traded for Jared Allen. Um, but he could help. And they're telling a healthy, quality NBA player, you can warm up with us, bro. But Joe has got to get back in street clothes once the final tip off is coming on. That's kind of crazy to me. Unless, unless Drummond and the Cavs did this deal together that maybe we don't know. Maybe they came to this agreement. And at the end of the day, Drummond really wouldn't have a choice if they came to an agreement. If you if your GM comes into your uh, your locker and say, Yeah, we're gonna sit you, what the hell can you say? You know what I'm saying? What can you really do about that? Blake Griffin's a little different case. Um because the team is better without him on the court right now. So it's just like, okay. But but he seems more of a buyout candidate more than a trade candidate. Like, people are trying to put together trades to get him in different places. But since he's making so much money, it's not going to happen. But since he's making so much money, he's not going to get bought out either. So I don't know what happens with Blake Griffin uh, in the next couple of weeks. But shout out to Draymond. Hey, all I know is that when, when Blake is on a different team, I would not be surprised if we see a different Blake. Hmm. One I would not be surprised if he came out here and just ran through the motions and went to a – like if he went to Philly on like a mid-love exception, if he was bought out or something like that, I would, I would not be surprised if we start seeing a, a better version of Blake Griffin. may not be all NBA, but just a better version of Blake Griffin. Because right now as a Blake Griffin fan, it just looks like he's running through the motions. He's taking mm-hmm. a lot of threes. He ain't had a dunk in a very long time. He, you know what I mean? He just barely rebounds, you know, so – Mm-hmm. I seen a a place that was that could be a potential landing spot for him with the Heat, and I just thought it was interesting because it's just like, regardless of the fit or like how you, however you think about it, just the immediate thought that the Heat's culture, you know, if, especially if they get it back on track, that shit could get him right back in right back in shape too. Just like you know, they they're known for like that rejuvenation. If they could do that with Blake Griffin and have basically like another All Star type dude, even if he giving you like coming off the bench, damn near. You know, giving you production, I think that's very valuable, especially they, in the playoffs. They need value because they they suck right now. Yeah, they're no, they they're bad. Him and Bam and Jimmy, that would be a good little big three right there. I would like that. Mm, I don't know if we've given the big three, nah, just yet. I mean, yeah, until you see them play, yeah, yeah. But is that when you saw that? That's with a buyout thing, or you saw a trade that was, that was potentially that's the buyout. Literally, oh, okay. all the teams I've seen, they're, they they got to get them down there on buyout. Yeah, because yeah, there's no other way. Yeah, yeah, there's no other way. The only, the only team I could think of with um with the money to do it is Chicago. I'm about to close my laptop. <laughs> but Boston has a seventeen million dollar trade exception, so they'd have to throw in something to make it happen. But I don't know. We'll see what Blake Griffin ends up doing. I who knows? Who who knows? We rooting for you, Blake. Just know that we are rooting for you to to get back on track and get and get things going because we we miss watching you play at that elite level. Um, the Western the Western Conference is getting real hot right now. Um, every team that is at the top is on a win streak, except for the Lakers because they lost their last one because there's some bums. But every other team is on a nice little win streak. Jazz at eight, Clips at four, and the Clippers are beating teams without Kawhi, without Paul George. Yesterday they didn't have Nicholas Batum either or Patrick Beverly. They were missing four starters and and smack the Heat, smack them. Terrence man, he bout that. Amari Coffee, five threes in the game. Amar- Amir. Amir. Amir, my fault, my fault. He ain't he ain't done much for me to even remember his name. My fault. I always um, said Amari. Amari, <laughs> my fault, Amari. Hey, I'll say this the one thing I feel like 
this season has definitely kind of been like a blessing within within the curse has kind of been. It's just the opportunity that a lot of these different players have had with like the injuries and people going out with COVID, stuff like Amir Coffee. That's allowed like I think about um I forget his I don't even know how to pronounce his first name, but Composo with the Nuggets. I feel like, you know, having guards, their guards out, he's been able to get a chance. He's been looking super good for them. You know, it's just all this opportunity around the league. I think it's been a blessing. He's the new uh Pablo Pigioni. Nah. Mm. Went to the Clippers. Mio Teodosic. Yeah. Oh, okay. This ass used to be a dog. He fucked all up with that pass. That Mike. passing, man. That passing is different. Oh, it yeah. is. Shout out to Lewill, though. Lewill's starting to get together. Yes. He's definitely a big reason why they win in these games. You know, that trademark, you got to get it together. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe he just want to stay. You never know. Maybe he no, just I don't think it's up to him. True. <laughs> I, I like that Um, they're still yeah. under the radar. Like yeah. the Clippers fans should be super happy that nobody gives a damn right now. Let's let's just continue to win games when nobody caring. Cause soon as people start putting that magnifying glass on you, that's when you start losing games. That's that's when things start to get get real bad. So continue to do your thing. The Sun six game win streak. Trailblazers four. Stop me if y'all want to talk about any of these teams. Trailblazers I, four. Hey, no, I like the Sun. I think the Suns are legit, bro. The Suns, the Suns are a complete ass team. Like you talk about like the teams that you think are contenders, they got damn near everything, all the components for it. So are you got, saying it? I think they're one of the teams that I'm, I feel comfortable with saying they're like, okay, if they okay. Make it to the so let's have this conversation. What makes them a contender to you? But last episode, you said no to the Jazz. They got for one, they got defense all around. Oh, I think. Okay, the Jazz are the number one defense in the league. They got. <laughs> Chris Paul, who we damn know, we damn know what Chris Paul is gonna do in the playoffs. They got a legit ass school who Devin Booker been on the team. They got veterans off the bench who've been doing well. They have versatility in their line. Jay Crowder. They got Etuan Moore. They got uh, Langston Galloway who can shoot. I, just want, I ain't arguing. Nah, I'm just saying they got they got a nice scene. They, and then they can even run small ball center sometimes. They put Sarich out there who did I think a nice job with Joel Embiid too. So, so I, th- I think they got a, I think they got a good ass squad. And I'm not I'm not fighting that they don't ha- they definitely no. have a good ass squad, but what makes them better than the Jazz to you as a contender is my question. That, that was my question, Mike. If they You you just said they were good, which is facts. They're a good team. They're they're a great team right now, but if they face the Jazz in the first round, who would you pick? That was my question. If they face the first And stand mm. on your stand on your, your ground. No, that's a good I think that the Jazz are keep proving everybody wrong every each and every Not game. everybody. Everybody's not a doubter. Everybody I'm just saying. Everybody with a doubter each and every game. Facts. It's, I'm it's not a doubter. Tough. I just don't think they like that. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> sound like it's doubt. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't show me reasons that they like that. I'm going I'm to go with because, like, so the reason I ask this because, because the it's, it's because the Suns the Suns haven't done shit either. You know right. what I'm saying? That's why I'm asking Mike. Like, why are they a contender? But the Jazz, who's dominating every team, right, dominating every team right now, what do they have to do to be contenders? In your eyes that the Suns are doing already. The Suns are good, but they ain't. Sound like you trust Chris Paul a lot more than you trust anybody else on the Jazz. I, I do, and I also feel like then this is this is still going. What do we bar? This is still. You know, part of the season though, but they still they just been shooting them shooting the ball lights out. You know, they gonna continue that shit. Who we talk? We talking about the Jazz or you talking about the Suns? You talk Jazz. They have been shooting lights out. You know, I gotta see in the seven game series when teams are playing and maybe taking away that three. I got I gotta see that too. But they in a half court setting too. I I don't know if there's a better option with CP three in a pick and roll or Devin Booker right next to him. 
So that's what makes them better. They got a good pick and roll, and you don't trust the Jazz as shooting as a real thing in a series. Not yet. I'm pretty sure the Jazz have pretty good pick and roll play as well. They have amazing they pick and roll. They do. They do. I don't think anything Mike is saying is shitting on the Jazz. It's just why he's that's, I think that's the thing that people need to understand about the Jazz. Because a person doesn't pick them to win it, don't mean you don't fuck there. No, no, no. That's not it. Because he called them a contender, but said yes no, the I other day good. that they're, that the oh, Jazz no, aren't. Part, yeah. That's y'all. He yeah, wanted to know why the Jazz and the contender and the Suns are. Right. And I'm not, Mike. And and don't don't think that I'm I'm saying that you're wrong because I don't know. I don't care. I'm just I just think it's a good conversation because one team is literally dominating and showing every everybody what there is to know, but people aren't saying anything. And then this other team that has no experience other than Chris Paul, you're saying they're a contender. Mm-hmm. It, it might it, it might be like the history of the Jazz just in the playoffs. They always find some way to kind of struggle out, and it it it's not no just like shame on them because they always. They missed Bogdanovich. They missed damn 20 points, you know, last season in the playoffs. But it's just something about that playoffs. They always find some way to kind of get taken out like big game. Whether it's Rudy Gobert getting, you know, he's getting stretched off the floor and he's not as effective. It's just always something in the playoffs with them. What do you think about this, D. Mills? You ain't said a single word in this conversation. I mean, to that last point, the Suns haven't been in the playoffs in a few years. So, like, none of them really even have that experience to even, like, gauge how good they could be. At least I could say the Jazz can make it to the second round. I can't really say the Suns could do that because I haven't seen what they can do in the playoffs. I've seen what Chris Paul can do. Chris Paul's another man. I know that. But I, I mean, think – You can use the same thing to the Jazz, though. You said what? You can use the same kind of thing with the Jazz, though. They've made the playoffs, but to be a contender, it ain't just about making a play. You got to go deep into the playoffs. That's contending. Yeah. They've- haven't they've not done that so they would be inexperienced as far as being a contender they have playoff experience but they don't have contention experience which are two different things if that's the case there's only like two teams in the league with that right now right that's i'm man, that's what he said that yeah. they he's saying the, the the suns ain't made the playoffs which i don't give a fuck i think i i don't judge off that i think that though if the suns made the, the playoffs i and, and they were playing against somebody i think they were better than i would pick them i don't mm-hmm. give a fuck that they didn't make the playoffs no, that, yeah. I don't like. I don't think because Devin Booker ain't played in the playoffs that he's gonna get to the playoffs and not be good. Because Luka Doncic didn't make the playoffs last year before last year, and he fucked the Clippers up. And by the grace of God, Kristaps Porzingis couldn't finish that series, and they were able to just fly through. But he gave the mat, he gave the Clippers everything with no playoff experience. So I don't hold that. I, I think that's too much looking to, um, as far as how a team can play in my opinion. But I'm just throwing that out there. If you're if, if experience is that much important to you. Technically, the Jazz don't have experience as far as contention. They haven't had any. Right now, they would play the Blazers. Who would you choose? The Jazz. Yeah, probably go the Jazz. Oh, no, the Suns. The Suns would play the Blazers right now. Uh, it depends on what Blazers I'm getting. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm guessing by that time, oh, is CJ and Nurk back? Yeah. They would have to be, be back. DJ's supposed to be back at least for like a couple of weeks. Um. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I yeah, know. that's that's a good-ass first-round series for sure. For y'all, the Trailblazers, that's pretty fucked up because y'all were supposed to be the hands-down favorites coming into the season. Mm. The, the, the Trailblazers, were we talked about them highly, and I know they've had the injury bug. Well, I think the reason why I'm kind of hesitant to pick up because I don't know what they look like with their three starters. Like, they haven't played since, like, the third game of the season altogether. So, like, we were hiring them going to the offseason, but we haven't seen that version of them yet because they haven't played many games. So by the by the time they're all together, we'll have a better understanding of who they could be, and then I'll be able to pick my favorite right or whatever. Now, fuck it. Everybody pick one right now, even with, with what's going on. 
Who y'all got? It just out of, of Blazers. Yeah, sons? you just gotta pick. I'm that, probably pick his son. This year is probably gonna be like that. This year is probably gonna be the way you're just gonna have to make a make a prediction because you're probably not gonna be able to see a certain amount of, of games from a team at their at their fullest. That's just the way that this team this year could throw at us. Mm-hmm. Why so, are you picking the Suns? For one thing, like the thing that gives a lot of these teams an edge, especially especially in competing, is just the defense, bro. Teams are putting up like damn near 130, 130 to 140 points tonight. Phoenix got one of the best, like I think, fourth quarter defenses. They got a really good defense, just regardless. So I think they gonna pull out stops down the stretch. How about you, Mills? You riding with your Blazers? See, part of me does want to ride with Dame just because I know what he can do in the playoffs. Like he can go out and get you 40 plus consistently every night when he needs to. Um, but I think sometimes in the playoffs you need a complete team. So I, I would have to probably go with the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, I think those minutes where Dame is not on the court really hurt the Trailblazers every time, every night. And then the Suns just have better bench depth where when Chris Paul or, mm-hmm. or Devin Booker's on the bench, then they can just hold their own. What made you ask that? Because the Blazers got playoff experience? Yeah, that was – that was because we saw them go against the Nuggets the other year in that series where they were down 3-1 and they came back. They, they had that playoff experience. They knew how to – and it helped, especially yeah. in the seven. You can't forget Cam Johnson, too. They got a sniper over there. But he's he been putting the ball. Um, I mean, if you're mentioning their defense, I think part of it has to be Cam Johnson and McKeel. I love, I love their length calls and how, the switchability they can have. Uh, especially when you're playing Cam at the four, and like you said, sometimes even Dario sorry got the five. It's just, nice. I think it's I think it's good conversation, baby. I love playing devil's advocate in these type of these type of de- debates or whatever you want to call it. Um, okay, so Trailblazers on a four game win streak again. Stop me when y'all want to talk about a team. Trailblazers, talk about your Trailblazers. Hey, I'm happy they pulled out two great wins recently, especially the one against the Sixers, where Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were killing them to begin the game. And somehow I know that they managed to pull this win out late with Damian Lillard. Carmelo had a big third quarter. And Melo's been in his bag, honestly. He's lately, he's been in his bag. I thought maybe he felt like maybe they would probably get rid of him or something, but he just flipped the switch and now he's hooping again. What's don't, the, uh, don't what, Melo play for the Hornets? No, I'm <laughs> playing What's uh, what, what What's the next step for the Blazers, man? Because we might be going down the same path. They Healthiness. Had- yeah, just getting healthy. Just getting healthy. That's it. I know, honestly. I'm not talking about like for this season. I'm saying with them being banged up, they're probably going to not make a push that we, you know. Uh, um, I don't think their guys are super far out. Like CJ's supposed to come back relatively soon, and then yeah. Nurkic, Nurkic too. So I'm, they'll be healthy hopefully within like after, yeah, right. like right after All Star. And yeah. when they're healthy, how do you? How, well, I guess you're gonna see. You gonna have to see them play. Yeah, gotta if watch them. Don't go the way you want them to go. Or if they just go through another routine year. That hey, a real life. I saw Blazers fans on my timeline trading CJ on on the trade machine. They That's they're they're so happy with Gary Trent's production so far that they'd rather trade CJ while he's averaging twenty seven points per game to fill out the rest of their roster. And I was like, I don't. I'm not a fan of the team. You know what I'm saying? So I can't give my opinion really. But I thought it was interesting that they were willing to throw him in a trade package. That's all I was getting to. That's all I was getting. <laughs> I have not seen that. Shit with the Blazers year in, year out. 
before they make a, a legit change. Now, I'm not saying I'm not speaking for all the Blazers. I only follow, I think, two to three Blazer fans, and they were having a conversation within each other. I'm gonna see if I can find the, the trend. It was a couple days ago after the when was that when Melo had that big quarter? Was that three four days ago? So yeah. All right, y'all could keep talking while I try to look at what a trade what they were talking about. No, honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It depends on what the return is. Like what's like is it, yeah, I would really have to see the return for me to gauge whether or not it was really worth it or not. But I'm yeah. definitely not like no. I think you, when you have a team, you kind of got to explore all options. In, in all honesty, especially when it's not getting you to that championship level, you regardless of where your team's at, you got to kind of explore options and see what's Even out there. Damian Lillard. You said what? Even Damian Lillard. No. That's not. I mean, like the Lakers aren't. If they're not getting to that level, they're not going to explore trades for LeBron and Anthony Davis. Why not? Because they. But but they also know. With those two, are they won a championship? Yeah, but Damian Lillard is just like he's in that echelon where he's kind of untradeable. If you ask me, unless you're going for rebuild, unless you're going rebuild, rebuild, no, no, I think so. For one, I think just how way the way Gary, Chetty, I agree, Demis. By the way, the the way Gary Chet has been playing this reason this season, I think it's just no way you could say like just an absolute no to that CJ shit. It's but, just the thing. It's just, just what's look. He looks stressed out. You said oh, no. no, no. It's, it's, I love Gary Trent. It's Terry Stotts. I don't. I don't like his minutes rotations with him. I feel like he don't play him at the right. I feel like he doesn't play him the minutes that he deserves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the trade. I I don't know. I don't like it. But this is. I found the trend. It was C.J. Derrick Jones Jr. Um, a 2023 protected first round pick that's top ten for Chris Middleton and D.J. Augustine. So they're saying they're saying that and they're trying to make a trade this season. Yes, they're trying to do this shit right now. They're saying that the the Bucks get their isolation heavy star, which is weird because Chris Middleton's like top of the league in isolation points. So I don't know what they're talking about. Um, and and the Trailblazers get that three that we really need. What? I mean, Blazers. That's a motherfucking hit because you still yeah. got strength. You bad Middleton. And you have what Covington, Nurkic. So they're start. He's got the star lineup: Dame, Gary Trent, Chris Middleton, Rocco, and and Cancer slash Nurk, depending on who's healthy. Ah, I don't know. The Bucks are not saying yes to that deal. I don't think. Yeah, they're um, not. Chris Middleton's cash money. Chris is actually like that. I don't know. But that yeah. was the, that was the trade. That was the trades that they were talking about on the timeline. And the Bucks are one of the best defenses in the league. I think they a big reason for that is Chris Middleton. I found another one. The trade right after this dude said, why don't we try to trade for Jimmy Butler? So I'm going to get out of this trend because <laughs> apparently we're living in the 2K realm. I just found something that says five teams who should push for a C.J. McCollum trade this offseason. This offseason. Okay, so this is what I think. If you're going to trade C.J., why trade him now when you can just wait to next off? You know what I'm saying? To the offseason. Let's see how this go with this with this new team. Let's see how it go. Why are you trying to make the – the harsh moves right now. Cause I'm sorry, trading for Chris Middleton right now doesn't make you the champion. No. I it move does it move the needle a little bit? Yes, but I don't think it makes you the champion for you to be making like big decisions like that. I see something that says, Will the Blazers be biased at the trade deadline and a picture of the thing? John Collins. How the hell they How? <laughs> yeah, money? I mean just, like what what I mean. They not trading him for Derrick Jones Jr. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so I don't know. It would be super interesting if they did make a trade, though. That would be so fun for the league. 
When it comes to the type of trade packages that the Blazers can put together without the foundation of the Lillard-led roster, the options are relatively relatively thin. Here is a look at a handful of players that the Blazers could toss into a pre-deadline package. So I'm gonna tell you right now, column isn't any any of these names. Um, Cancer, Gary Trent, Anthony Simons. Who I, I who I, yo I would be trying to get him if I was the team. Uh, Nasir Little, Carmelo Anthony, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, Harry Giles. So, oh, I just saw that. Um, what's his name? Gary Trent is restricted this offseason, huh? Yeah, he is. So that's one of the reasons that like you're gonna have to pay him or let him go. So, oh snap, they at a crossroads right now, man. They got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know he was restricted this offseason because at the end of the day, the way he's playing, somebody's gonna throw him a bag, bro. It's too much money this offseason right. for somebody not to throw him an offer sheet. You bet on yeah. his- yeah, he bet on himself. Yeah. I don't know what they offered him, but he definitely turned that shit down. Yeah. I think they got to let Zach Collins walk or trade his ass, but who who wants a guy that can't play? Um, and I mean due to health, not that he can't hoop. Yeah. Damn, yeah, that, bro. Said, trade with the Mavericks. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Maxi Kleber. For CJ? Yep. That's ill, man. Maxi Kleber was really good. I'm not saying that's a good trade, but Maxi, y'all making it seem no, like Maxi Kleber just a, a, a role Alan player. Kleber, I like Kleber. Kleber no, fucking around a start. Yeah, he'll start for y'all. Yeah. They say top Blazers target, Lonzo Ball. The Blazers rely on McCullum and Lillard to be their playmakers every minute of each game. That formula hasn't worked out in the past, and now that McCullum is out for some time, they would need another person who can create for others. The Pelicans have that person. Lonzo Ball is an elite playmaker in defense at a high level, an area that the current Portland backcourt struggles in. Portland has high hopes and aspirations every year. They play well in regular season games, garner hype, and then fizzle out in the playoffs. They struggle in the playoffs because they are an undersized backcourt with one defensive liability and another undersized defender. Damian Lillard is an underwhelming defender. He struggles to stay in front of the ball and is usually the guy late on the rotations. McCollum is actually a very good defender, but he is only 6'3 and has to defend a two-slot, a position that sees players 6'6 and up. Ball is 6'6 with a 6'9 wingspan. Not only does he stay in front of the ball, but he is also an excellent help side defender. He has shown he can play off the ball and nah. with the teammate, he could have more space to attack the basket. Nah. They are, yeah, that was a, a top guy. Is the he ba- He's that late. valuable? It's, uh, I don't think Portland should be looking at his ass for it, especially trying to make a run late in the playoffs. Hell no. What do you? It's not really for that. Does that trade? So wait, it's CJ, right? CJ's like. Uh, no, it's saying Ronnie Hood. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They don't accept that. Ronnie Hood. Come on, bro. Good plan. <laughs> I was I was about to about to suggest another trade. You know what, what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah, fuck, fuck what they offered is about us. What you say? Um, if they if if Lonzo Ball is the trade piece, Lonzo and Stephen Adams f- for CJ contractually, it makes yeah, sense. No, you have I want to take that. Cantor and Nurkic. Zach well, Collins? well, I'm I'm guessing that you don't you don't keep those three long term. Nurkic is a free agent. Come no, on. no. Yeah. Oh, hell no. That's too much. That's too hard. That Chris Middleton one was it's something I think. No, it's not. We're spending too much time on it. CJ's not going to get traded. And if he does, then we'll <laughs> talk about it. Then we'll talk about it. Um, Spurs, Nuggets, Warriors, Grizzlies. Uh, nobody going to stop me? Okay. Nobody nobody wants to talk about those teams. I'm okay. still looking at CJ. Name him again. Spurs, Nuggets. Let's talk about the Spurs. Okay. All the Spurs legit. 
What is legit? What are you asking us? Are, are they, they a play? Are they a playoff team? Oh, okay. Um, where are they at right now? They're number six. And they're five games over five hundred, which is really good. Without Lamarcus, because he's been injured for a minute. He might be better off without. And because yeah, and because he's bad now. Dejounte puts together some good stretches of games, man. He really do. Hey, Dejounte and Derek White as a backcourt is clamping everything, bro. They just don't. They don't allow you to score. They just don't allow you to score. Kevin Vassell and Kellen Johnson on those wings growing Mm -hmm. up. So, yeah, I was so upset that um. Oh wait, I. The Spurs' next few games are canceled. I wanted to see that Shea and DeJounte match up and then. Well, Shea been injured, so. Oh, yeah, he has. Yeah, you probably won't go get it. Um, but, yeah, they got, what, the next three to four games out? DeJounte action anyway, even if he was back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like the Spurs. Are they a playoff team? I don't know. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a five-game losing streak. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what this team looks like to me. Um I would I would say they probably uh oh I would say they're probably not a playoff team. But I also said this the last like three seasons, and two out of those three seasons they proved me wrong. So who knows? I think they can put it together. Uh, they just kind of just play well as a team. It's someone's night every night, whether it's Demar, Dejounte, or Keldon. Monty Walker's kind of taking a step back from the beginning of the season, but everybody else they they seem to find a way to get wins. And I think that's like a good team model. Like we gonna figure it out every night. Yeah. yeah, I mean they are coached by the guy. Yeah, that, that that was the thing at the end of the day. Like if they make it, it's just not surprising because they got Greg Popovich. I mean they found a like they they definitely found like more of an identity. I feel like they kind of know who they are. And like Derek said, they do have like nights where it's just kind of like random. Where maybe it's Derek White, or next day it's Dejounte Murray, then Demar Derozan. But I mean they they definitely kind of found themselves. And then that second unit with the uh, Patty Mills and um, Rudy Gay, very good. Like those okay. Two- what I, what I was saying on one of my videos is that the reason why the Spurs have been good this year is because their bench is so good. So, like, once the starters are out, their bench is still holding their own. You know, a lot of teams can't say that they can run 10 deep and, and still do their thing. So, um, they're, they're a very interesting team. But at a, I'm, the reason I say that maybe not, because there are some teams beneath them that I would expect to go on a win streak to potentially take that spot. And I can, and they're they're for me the most likely team to maybe lose four to five in a row. Uh, um, you could probably see the Mavericks. Right, the Mavericks are the team I'm really alluding to that I could see them jumping into the playoffs. Um, and then somebody would have to fall out. And when I say playoffs, I'm talking about top eight. I don't really count those last two as the playoffs unless you, you know, what I'm saying until you win that play-in game. So could they be the ninth seed, tenth seed? Hell yeah, they can. But I don't know if they'll be top eight. Yeah, I can see that. At least these next few games before the All Star break, they got to make easy games, kind of. Do they? Yeah, they play the Thunder twice. They got the mm-hmm. Pels, and then they got the Knicks. Is that easy? Yeah. Hey, them, them, them Thunder the boys Knicks. who? Yeah, but yeah, the Knicks and the Nets. They have the Knicks and the Nets. Those are the only two games where I'm like, those could be kind of tough. You, oh. you, you highly disrespecting. What would he say? He's he's disrespecting the OKC Thunder. Them ain't no easy wins in OKC. And you don't you don't just walk in and be like this is our W. Because yeah, they no. they're winning games without Shea, like legit winning games without him. I'll still take the Spurs over them. Okay. Damn! Every time he makes a statement, he got to sip his drink. Right, right. That's his mic drop. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so we also got Nuggets, Warriors. Warriors. I uh, love watching Warriors. Okay. The Warriors are so fun to watch still, even without Clay. Like they still have that same fluid offense where they moving around, Draymond's facilitating and making plays. Like, and the Uber getting acclimated. They get acclimated. Things are looking a little bit more smooth. Steph getting these thirty point games a little bit more effortlessly. We ain't seeing them uh twenty. 20% three-point shooting games no more. Kelly ain't, Kelly ain't out here 0 for 19 from three. Yeah. So the, the the Warriors are definitely somebody to be watching. I wouldn't want to match up with a first round. i tell you that. Right. Especially when they get a little bit more sides back, too. Yeah, because they're playing without a center. Like, legit, no center on the roster right now. Yeah. Uh, like, I had even posed the question, like, on Twitter, like, a, a week or two ago. Like, if they played the Jazz today, like, there's a, like is that a that's an extended series, I think. Like, like, like six, seven. Yeah, I think that's an extended series, definitely. How much would that help Curry's legacy if if he if he if they got the upset? He don't need oh. help to his legacy. We it's, believe he, he's done. That's it. Made a new we believe. <laughs> <laughs> that I bro, I think the most exciting part is what, what we was talking about earlier. Like, eventually they was gonna get this offense down going, but once Clay get back too, you add Clay to the mix, they really finna be like. Yeah, and type shit helps his legacy. I meant to add. I know right what you now. mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Big shout out to Draymond too. Man's been killing it in terms of like Man. just in terms of like creating shots for everybody else. Yeah, I think he's on like six six games with ten plus assists. And I think last game he had a big one with like fifteen. So shout out to him for doing his thing. That's hey. like react to the beginning of like the new team coming together. Like chemistry is a thing. Like they were learning a completely new offense. Everybody that That's only that Draymond knew. So like, it took he was missing at the beginning. Tap in for pregame picks tonight, y'all. Don't forget, don't forget, oh. don't forget. Thanks, pregame picks, man. I'm gonna be out there with my boy today, uh, famous Los. Oh, that's fam- oh, so they like rotating the other guests with you? I, I think that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Uh, my boy hit me up and he told me to ask y'all this question. I mm-hmm. meant to ask it like an episode or two ago. Y'all like Lamelo Ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. Make sure I get everything he said. Cause I just want. I just. <laughs> I'm looking at that Penny Hardaway, and it reminds me of like Elf on a Shelf. Yeah, I got him hanging off. Yeah, just. <laughs> that's um, what it reminds me of. You miss him? Nah, he was just sitting here. I I, I, I didn't appreciate him, so I gave him to somebody that would. Mellow or Ja long term? Oh yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Oh, you did? He DM me this. It's my boy Robel. He's a uh, he's in our he's in our he's in our fantasy league. I put him in there. He's a Raptor fan. Does very good draft work, I would say. Check it out. My thing on this was that I think it's kind of too soon. Like we've seen Ja for. Ah, oh, come on with that bullshit. Pick one, man. Hey, I, I'm I'm gonna keep it about. I'm I'm staying with Ja, man. Ja too damn good, bro. He he's he's been struggling with that shot a little bit, but that shit finna come around. He, he's just, Are you sure? Because, I mean, it's a chance. Like, everybody don't just have their shot come around. I think he can shoot better than what he should. I think he's better than 30%. I, I, I could say that for sure. But LaMelo Ball, one thing I'll tell you about LaMelo Ball that I really like is he gives a lot of these small guards that are just born scores the opportunity they can have. Like, Terry Rozier is balling because he don't got to worry about play. Malik Monk is fine on the floor because he don't got to worry about playmaking like that. Same thing with Vontae Graham's a little different, but you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of guards that are just unassized, but you add a point guard that's a 6'8", it just allows more opportunity on the floor. In Brooklyn, he's not even 6'8". Yeah. Kyrie said, you're the point guard, I'm shooting up. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are being point guards because they're 6'2". 
when in the, their mentality is to score like you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. So you're rocking with Ja though. Yeah, I'm gonna stay. I'm staying with Ja. I think the reason why this probably would even be a question is because as good as Ja Moran is, mm-hmm. like KD saying, is a shot going to come around? He is only six two, six three. If that, I might be giving him a little. I might be being generous with the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I do love about Ja Moran is that everybody talks about uh, value and what they. He's valuable to the Grizzlies. They're a good team. They're a competitive team because he's there and he don't have to. He's ain't like he's putting up Luka numbers. You know, he ain't averaging on triple double. He's just a valuable player on their team that allows them to be competitive. LaMelo as a rookie is kind of doing the same thing though with the Hornets and he's bigger and, you know, he's younger and you know what I'm saying? So that's why I even think it's even a question. You know what I'm saying? No, it's definitely, it definitely is. It's hard to pick. I think it, it is – the too soon, I think it, it could even be like an argument for LaMelo because, like I said, the too soon we, – we said that, like, too soon his first two games, but, like, he's getting better each and every damn game, it looks like. So, I, I don't know, but I, I got to rock with job, man. I got to rock with job. I like what you said. The winning aspect that players bring, that's almost, like, unmatched. You know, there's players out there giving 30 and still can kind of scrape away with, like, a win. But his ass is giving, you know, around 15, 20 and, and – Damn near in the playoffs still. The Trey yeah. Young shit, him and Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Trey Young numbers are a lot always gonna like have been better than Jaws. But Ja be having his team in the Western Conference at a more competitive competitive level. And I don't think Ja and I don't think Ja has like a better team than Trey Young. No, like, he, paper, the Hawks are a lot better than the Especially Western without Jaron Jackson. Yeah. So Yeah, you could probably say the same thing about the um Hornets, that they have a better team than the um, Grizzlies as well. So, um, I'm gonna go job. I'm gonna just go job. Can we get a reason why? Or are you just picking a name? Uh, I've seen his body of work for much longer. Um, defensively, I know he can bring it. Um, he's just a guy that I just like to see. Like, he's he's gonna always do something for me to help me mm-hmm. win, regardless of what it is. And I don't know if I'm gonna get that from LaMelo yet. Like, we yeah, might. These so, are the type of questions that. that- Make me happy I'm not an NBA GM. Cause who do who do you invest in long term is is the question. I don't fuck I would I guess I'm picking Ja. But <laughs> but but if I had to flip a coin and it landed on LaMelo, I'm still fucking happy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm I don't know. I guess I'm going Ja. I don't it I, I don't love John Morant. Hashtag Ja is coming. Y'all know me. But because y'all picked on I go LaMelo. Big guard. Y'all know I like big guards. Shout out to that boy right there. The 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 first time I've ever seen a big guard. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just think, like what Mike said, when you're 6'6", it can handle the ball. Um, it changes everything. It allows so many different things to happen and transpire. You know what I mean? Uh, Mitch matches, which we've seen him expose or try to exploit early in his career. It takes guys time. Like, when they're big point guard, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time for them to try to post up a smaller guard and put him in a, you know what I mean, a paint. He's trying, you know what I mean? Um, the flair, you know, I think that I think that's an underrated thing. It gives confidence. It gives liveliness in the building. It's a reason why Steph Curry, Steph Curry don't have to turn around when he shoot the three, but when you do that, it puts, and I know we ain't got fans right now, but it just put a different type of vibe in that motherfucking stadium. It get rocking. LeBron is clustered. He's frustrated. You know what I mean? Cavaliers arguing. This motherfucker, you know, turmoil is going on, and he got the balls to turn around on early and three? Are you, are you yeah. shitting me? That type of shit. If I'm going back to the huddle with that guy, I'm on 10. If I'm Iguodala, I, man, I'm, I'm locking up. I'm ready. <laughs> Bro, the card market is so crazy. 
uh, Lamelo Ball Redemption just or Redemption Auto just sold for eighteen hundred eighteen hundred a couple days ago. That shit's ridiculous, bro. Would you got one? No, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I would put his ass up there right now if I'm getting eighteen hundred back. That hey, what you said though, he's like Steph Curry don't got to turn around. I remember LeBron hit that three and turn around, and then he was talking about the next day James Harden got traded to Brooklyn to the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I that, recently did that and said make that video go viral. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I just think that that's a flair in the game where a lot of people, a lot of especially traditionalist older people, try to make it seem like it's unnecessary. It don't have to be done, but I feel like it, it, it's it's necessary. It does a lot. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. When you bring that liveliness to a team and you got Miles Bridges struggling here and now, but LaMelo can throw him a back behind a back pass for a dunk and get him going and rejuvenate the team or the team down five. And that's that play. Certain plays change the whole game. Everybody up a week. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like that Brooklyn Nets team with D'Angelo Russell. They shooting threes. At, you know what I'm saying? All on the bench and all that. That's, that's just a different type of, you know, type of confidence and vibe that I think teams need, especially young teams. Because, you know, when you got a young team, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. LaMelo is going to struggle. When, how, where, I'm not sure, but it's going to struggle just because of the lack of experience. Um, same with the rest of the guys. Devontae Graham has been, you know, was struggling and didn't have the same thing. Rozier is probably going to have some gains. Bridges and P.J. Washington are going to be up and down. So to have that, those players, that flair, that give that confidence back, it's, it's essential. Definitely. They got this man face everywhere, bro. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Open this up, then get a goddamn thing. You funny too, because before before we start recording, you kissed that box. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what he was doing. <laughs> like this is the best. This was the auto I got from this box. It's a Skylar May auto. Eee, Skylar May's LSU stand up, yitty. <laughs> that right there, that, that you gonna get some money for that. Hold on to that. Okay. Get that. Uh. Get that, get that, what, what is it, PSA? Send it to PSA and get it back in six months. Oh. I might have to. I might have to. Anything else y'all want to talk about today's episode? Philadelphia 76 is looking for a backup point guard. The line right for George Hill, they said. Yeah. That's cool. Are we, are we getting to that trade part? I love the trades deadline season. I love trades. We yeah. should, should we do something live for trade deadline? No. Uh, yeah, because the case would be dry. Yeah, we've had some really dry years, man. We also forgot to net sign Andre Roberson. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, shit. They, they need that. They need that. At least they needed something. Him and Iman Sharp are going to be there, too. They playing 405 offensively. But you also got three superstars, so that's fine. Well, that, hey, y'all about to say that shit don't matter, bro. They get they 140 every night. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. But I'm happy to see Andre Robeson back, man. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, how, hey, Utah Jazz fan, how you feel about the disrespect Ben Simmons, you know, got by putting Rudy on him? I don't know if you've seen them comments. Don't act like you ain't the Jazz fan. He trying to Who act are you talking to? Talking yeah, I knew <laughs> Talking to you, buddy. Shout out to Ben Simmons, man. Oh, yes. Let me actually end the show on this, bro. I tweeted... I trade everything for Ben Simmons. And obviously, I am talking from a Bulls perspective. And there were so many people in my comment section was like, if you had KD, you traded him for... Shut up. 
<laughs> Obviously, I'm talking yeah, about. I had him what? So what? I'm trading him. Yeah. So I'm... many people were trying. Like, how do you not realize I'm talking about the Bulls? He will be reaching, reaching hard. It's too. I think. I think only uh, like my perspective on this is still is continuously changing. There are too many NBA analysts out there. Analysts out there on the Twitterverse. Oh, that's that, no, no, no. That 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 shouldn't change. I don't know why my shoes got like that, but that, <laughs> that shouldn't change at all. That's that's a, a thousand percent fact. Just like the young man from Duke who decided to to leave the team, Jalen Johnson, uh, a couple weeks removed from the season. All I simply tweet out is that's not a good look, and all hell breaks loose. And then I'm like, bro, you can never be that much of a fan of a person to not just go with the facts. If I leave school, no matter who the fuck I am, that's not a good look. <laughs> It doesn't mean you're a bad prospect, but we know that's not a good look. And then motherfuckers was just giving me dumbass suggestions or other things. Hey, man, you got to look at Mitchell Robinson. Motherfucker, Mitchell Robinson was a second-round pick. <laughs> oh, you got to look at James Wiseman. James Wiseman didn't have a choice. He was ineligible. He couldn't play. Why the right. fuck would I You're talking about a guy who was willingly choosing to leave two to three weeks before the season is over. The last three years in high school, he was on three different high schools. Like, this is something that's going to be looked at when you're changing. Anytime the situation doesn't go your way, you're leaving or quitting, it gets looked at. I'm not saying – we're not even talking about him as a basketball player. We're just talking about what's – these are we, – we're talking about a draft where they ask you who the fuck was the last person you had sex with. Like, they're, they look at everything. So you think him leaving school ain't going to be looked at or is not going to be considered not a good look? And it's just like, bro – Everybody want to be an analyst, but nobody want to put on an analyst hat. They look at shit with the most dumbass um, vision. Everybody, nobody wants to put their fandom to the side or nothing. Like, yeah, everybody, yeah, it's too many analysts, too many draft experts, and too many people who ain't done shit that, that speak on shit that they know nothing about. And you know what? I'm, I, I'm not an analyst. I don't want to be an analyst. I, there was times in my life where I was like, okay, I want to do it. That's not what I want to do in my life anymore, bro. I do this podcast and I just, we just talk hoops. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think we're overly critical about anything. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that Twitter like when I say I trade everything for Ben Simmons, like, yeah, but he can't shoot. That that's always that's always gonna be a thing. Everybody wants to be an analyst and nobody wants to just appreciate things for what they are. Yeah, I think people overanalyze. I think you look into look into certain things just too deeply. And know? then and then the people that are analysts, the man Stephen A. Smith goes on his TV show and say, I wanna I wanna apologize on behalf of all NBA fans because we don't talk about Damian Lillard enough. Who the fuck is we? Who is we? Yeah, what? What? Yeah. Who is we? He wanted just, to sound woke. He wanted to sound woke. Let him sound woke. Let, let. <laughs> you're four years late, Stephen. You have three hours on TV every day, and you're four years late to talking about Damian Lillard. The funny thing is, though, they do that all the time. It's just that this time, it's that high level of a player that's like, you, what the fuck are you talking about? But right. they always, whenever somebody do some shit that we've already talked about, they going it becomes like, for example, who is somebody that we like? Zach Levine. Like this shit, Zach Levine doing is nothing new to nobody on this screen. But man, hey, that's Zach Levine. He doing some things. He's, he's the offside. That brother has to be an all. No, like, bro, bro. What what did I see on Twitter? What show was that? Somebody, some one of the shows was like, "Yeah, man, Zach Levine. He's more than a dunker." Nobody has said he's a dunker <laughs> since 2015, bro. He hasn't even he doesn't even dunk anymore. Like he legit don't be doing highlights. He just be balling. He's more than a dunker. You are five years late. Yeah, he ain't been <laughs> since he got to Chicago. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. Literally. 
Since the Aaron Gordon thing, since he got traded, since the ACL, he hasn't been a dunker. He's a he's a ball player. It's yeah, just dumb, a stupid. Dudes, dumb dudes be late to everything, and then they try to talk about. And it's so funny that they're talking to people who are watching those shows, and they're the same. They're legitimately the same thing. Like they're talking. They're they're able to say that because the fans and people that are watching are asleep too. They don't know shit. Yeah, people don't watch basketball at the end of the day. So, right. People people watch a maybe a nationally televised game and the nationally televised game got the same six teams on rotation just going against each other. So yeah, of course they don't know about Zach Levine because why they didn't have no chance to watch it because they don't have league pass. So it's just dumb. Watch through the wire. Simple. Watch through the wire. You'll be on guys before they even hit the league, motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, yes, nobody hey, heard about this guy. I nobody, see you. Mm, I'm putting y'all on on this dude right here. I can't even see the shit. Hmm. Put him on. Kareem. If y'all don't know who he is, <laughs> Google him. He's the real hey, y'all, deal. I want y'all to Google somebody. Max Christie. He's from our area. He's going to Michigan State. Not even in school yet. Real. Every year I'm changing my college basketball team. This year's Michigan because our boy Mike Smith played for him. And next year is going to be Georgetown. I'm a Georgetown fan next year. Why is it going to be Georgetown? Uh, you remember? You remember Tyke? Across the street, from across the street, he go to Georgetown next season. So, oh, he do. Yep. So That's we rooted. We rooted for Georgetown. I think I'm gonna have to pick Texas. Going to Indiana right now, right? I don't know where he goes now. Oh. Makes sense though. He's a hooper, so I'm gonna say he does go to Whitney Young because he can hoop. I believe he does. My, I think my dad showed me his little highlight. He be dunking. He be dunking on motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just be dunking up. Yeah, he was on ESPN like number one player today because he he posted somebody and yelled is, in his face. Is 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 he is his dad? The one that was a T Mac fan, yeah, yeah. That that's so that's his day. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yep. He's got a old his whole his own whole um church and everything. They doing good as a family, man. Whatever happened to your boy, Real? Mm. Real, remember Real was a football player. Real was supposed to go to the league. Real shit. Real had the best hands I've ever seen. He would catch everything, but I don't know what I don't know. He ain't playing football. I'll tell you that much. Tyron or Real, don't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bet Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie know everybody from back where we, where we grew up. Because he still left. I mean, well, no, he just left. He just left. But he be keeping up with everybody. The funniest Ky- Kyrie be telling me stuff like, bro, you heard about so-and-so? I'm like, what happened to so-and-so? Yeah, got, he, yeah he just he got shot. I'm like, damn, bro. Kyrie don't even have social media, so how did you find out so-and-so got shot? Yeah, y'all ass do that at least one every two months. You you remember Chantel? He pregnant now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, and, 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 and Kyrie, like, you know, I'd be like, nigga, that's our third baby. Once every two to three months, I swear. Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie has in a little gossip group or something. I, I, and I can tell what's going to be said by the tone of his voice. Like that one, obviously, she's pregnant, but then you like, KB, you heard about Lil Rob? <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny, but it's funny. Hey, hey, no, no, no. Hey, hey, recipe. Hey, that's. I know you just said Lil Rob because you made it up, but me and him just had a conversation. A homie we grew up with, Big Rob, did just die like two weeks ago. That's, that's weird. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Rob. That. I just want people to people that may have know the situation. He just made up a name and just so happened yeah. to align with it. Lil Rob. Yeah. That's a fictional character. Yeah. Cool. Hey, recipe's Big Rob though, man. Yeah, that co- co- COVID is real, man. COVID Kyrie is real. Told Kyrie told me. Yeah. I wouldn't have known if Kyrie didn't tell me. Yeah, how do the fuck do Kyron be knowing? Oh, because I guess he be texting and all this shit. Kyron ass, man. I, for some reason, I was trying to do something. Oh, I was making all of us on Through the Wire, and I'm such a fucking nerd that I'm trying to see pictures of everybody to make them look how they look. 
and uh, I'm like, damn, I ain't, I ain't got no good picture of Kyron. So I go to, I, I look him up on Facebook, and I scroll past that Facebook page. Mike, did you ever see those Facebook fa- statuses I put in the chat from his page? Yeah, I did. I saw them. <laughs> nah. Bro, Mike, hilarious. You was talking about blowing up the house. I'm gonna need y'all. You know how he talk about 2K when he losing some shit. He was like that, but this yeah. shit is for like 2011. Like this. <laughs> like, yeah. My mama always on my fucking back. Don't say nothing to my sister, man. I'm gonna blow this bitch up. <laughs> no, that's pirate shit for real. And it's just like only the friend who be understanding what he be saying. He be yeah. saying it with like John be on stream. Be like, that's bro. why I be telling yeah, because they won't understand his humor. So I'll be like, bro, he's John is streaming. You can't just come in here saying whatever you want, bro. You can't. Yeah, like a lot of y'all favorite player, he be hoping he tears ACL. Yeah, that I that's that's the thing that'll be killing me when I be playing Kyber. It'll be like freaking LeBron going up for a dunk. He be like, man, I hope he tears ACL. Hey, he been do he been running the game for too damn long. Let these young guns get a chance. I was like, bro, take a take a chill pill, bro. I just love his sayings. Oh yeah, we gotta get those, y'all. You gotta get those. DMs, go pick them up and drop them off. Bro. My boy Gator dude. Oh, he, fu- he put our he put our hibachi jerseys. The hibachi jerseys are on them, bro. What? Uh, yeah. Hibachi. And look, since D Mills don't play pro am, head coach Derek Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That shit is funny as hell, bro. Yes. <laughs> he photoshopped us in our hibachi jerseys, bro. That shit is so crazy, bro. That's raw. And then he got like rated rookies. Um, this they is a Mike is on the Don Russ, and Pierre is is on the contenders. Like, come on, bro! Shout out to Gator dude. That's Shout right. out to Gator dude, bro. This fire, bro. Yeah, yeah. Right. When one of y'all go pick him up, get mine. Hey, They'll man, be I here. Seen, <laughs> I seen the top. I seen the top comment. Go that, huh? Top comment on on the last video was something, something about me using the word scrumptious. And I think mm. he's talking about that oh, yeah. actual. No, nah, he said, "Who uses the word scrumptious to, to, to describe an apple?" Yeah, yeah. And it's scrumptious. What you what you want to what you want to say about it? Y'all ain't got y'all ain't got no uh, off the wall subject. They like that mm. after show shit. They definitely do. We ain't even, we didn't even plan to rehearse that. That just it's just happened. Everything is organic. Nope. Hey. Oh, this is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Leave a like, subscribe, and we'll be back on Saturday. Peace. Peace out.